Welcome to HeyYA Extra Credit. Every other week, opposite the main HeyYA podcast, we'll bring you a short-form podcast, either as a book club discussion with a beloved YA author, or look at two established backlist YA books for your TBR, uh, also with a beloved YA author. I'm Eric Smith, and I'm here recording with uh, Shweta, and then how do I say your last name? Tukarar. Tukarar. Okay. Um, Today's episode brings you two great books uh, from the young adult backlist from each of us, Uh, books that are at least a year old, and uh, yes, welcome. Um, I feel like some listeners may have heard me rambling about hyped I am for your new novel, or your debut novel, uh, Star Daughter, which is due out in August with Harper Teen. Can you tell us a bit about you and about your book? Uh, gosh, let me let me do that in reverse order. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Star Daughter, it was actually inspired by my love of Neil Gaiman's and Charles Vess's illustrated novel Stardust. Ooh. I just love the idea of a star falling from the sky in a fairy tale type of world. I'm very much into magic and fairy tales and folklore. And I thought about it, and one of the things I decided to do when I decided to start writing seriously in 2006 was write characters like me, Desi characters, Hindu characters, because I've always loved fantasy since I was tiny. I've always believed in magic, but about when I was in my mid-20s, I started looking around and wondering how come all the books that I read didn't have people like me, didn't use the mythology that I had grown up with, and I decided I wanted to do something about that. So what Stardaughter, to get back to that, got inspired because of Stardust. And when I originally thought it was going to be a short story, I thought, oh, I'll write a book about a girl whose mother is from a Hindu constellation. And I really quickly realized, oh, it's going to need a quest, though, where she has to go find her mom. Uh, I think that's going to have to be a book. Oops. <laughs> and, and so in a nutshell, I will try to do my elevator pitch. Sheetal, who's about to turn 17, accidentally burns her human father with her flame, which she suppressed all these years after her star mother went back to Swerglop, the Hindu heavenly realm, and where the starry court in the book is. And so in order to save his life, she has to go up to the heavenly court, find her mother, and win a celestial competition she did not sign up for, but has to be part of anyway in order to get a healing drop of star's blood. Awesome. Oh my goodness. So, you know, Uh, no pressure. No pressure. No pressure. I can't wait. Um, And I feel like YA readers have already heard of you, right? We have you've had stories in these anthologies. What, what can you tell me about them? I've actually, I it's so funny because I've actually been selling short stories. I realized since about ten years now, yeah. my first one I sold in twenty ten, and then uh, to various magazines, and and then I was lucky enough to be invited to be part of Ellen O's and Elsie Chapman's anthology, A Thousand Beginnings and Endings, which is all Asian retellings. So I chose to retell a story from the Mahabharata, which is a, a, when the longest epic in the world, I believe, uh, in, in, from India. And my story was retelling Savitri and Satyawan, where Savitri has to save her husband Satyawan from Lord Yama, the god of death. And then I also got to be part of a witchy anthology, which is very cool, called yes. Toil and Trouble. And I decided to make, I wanted to do a fun story, so I did, where the main character is a writer, and and she gets uh, and and a, a demon from from Indian slash Hindu mythology, a demoness tempts her with a pearl that I think all of us writers want because it allows you to go straight to the final draft of whatever you're writing. <gasps> what? Right? Oh my goodness! Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, and I feel like didn't um, a thousand beginnings that just went into paperback? Yes, this month. Yeah, awesome. Well, congrats on all this great stuff that's happening. Thank you, thank you. I'm very excited, too. 
So what are you uh, what are you reading lately? Um, like I like literally just popped open um, Lamar Giles' Not So Pure and Simple. Um, so I can't really dig into it as much as I'd like because I, I I've read like ten pages. Um, but it's his first YA contemporary novel, which I think is really interesting because like when I think about him, I'm like, oh yeah, no, I have like five of his books at home, but they all have that like thriller mystery sort of hook to them. So yeah, this is his first contemporary that isn't. A mystery. Um, it's a book about a teen who signs up for a purity pledge while chasing after his lifelong dream girl, um, while sort of understanding you know, what it is she really wants as opposed to what it uh, what it is he wants. Um, I got a copy from Book of the Month Club, and like I swear, like one day Book of the Month Club is going to sponsor this podcast because I talk about <laughs> them all the time. Um, but uh, yeah, I got my early copy already, and I'm going to dig into this more about how I'm reorganizing my whole bookshelf because like. I get too many book of the month clubs from them and my toddler is just destroying all my books. And yeah, I already got a copy comes out later this month. Um, I'm loving the 10 pages I saw. Uh, I can't wait to finish it. What about, what about you? Well, I just wanted to say really fast first. Yeah. Lamar Giles is awesome. So oh, yeah. definitely check out his stuff if you haven't. Uh, I just finished reading an arc of, well, that's a really cool thing, by the way, everybody, if you are, once you sell a book, people want to start sending you books to read early, which is so oh, yes. cool. A perk I was, you know, I will definitely embrace. Uh, so so an editor from from Tor sent me a copy, an early copy of Bethany C. Morrow's A Song Below Water, which had been pitched as, uh, oh, I forgot the other comp title, but it was pitched as Holly Black's Tithe and something else. And it was... And it's 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 very powerful, and it involves. I don't want to spoil it. I'm just going to say it involves two black sisters, and one of them is a siren. Ooh, yeah. So you definitely want to check that one out. And I also have on my shelf. Gosh, I have so many books I need to get through, and <laughs> I'm I'm excited to have a little bit of downtime so I can do some reading. And uh, but I also on my radar at the moment is a book also coming out this year called The Scapegracers, which is about a bunch of witches. And uh, if I remember correctly, one of them, maybe the main character is non-binary, which is very, very cool. And I only got a couple of pages in like you so far, mm-hmm. but the voice is so good already, even in the couple of pages that I read. And the author is Hannah Abigail Clark. I'd love to keep an eye out for those. Um, so I feel like this backlist discussion comes at a good time, like for me personally, because I've been reorganizing my bookshelves at home. Uh, my two-year-old has started taking gymnastics, which means he's getting like wildly more adventurous with climbing things and having his own misadventures. Uh, bookshelves are basically giant ladders for toddlers. <laughs> oh, parkour is next. Oh yeah. <laughs> so he's just he's just climbing up those bookshelves. So now I've been like taking books off the lower shelves and bolting the bookshelves to the wall. And he just keeps tossing them everywhere. Like they mean nothing to him. And I'm just like, no, these are my friends. And it's just, (laughs) this is my life right now. Um, And one thing that hit me almost literally because my books are falling everywhere um, was Erin Bowman's uh, Vengeance Bound. Um, She's one of those authors who takes up a, a wild amount of space on my shelves. Um, I have like her whole Taken trilogy, uh, her duology of Westerns, her sci-fi duology. Um, and just a few weeks ago, she like announced a new YA novel. So soon I'm going to have a whole shelf that belongs to her. Um, <laughs> do you have any authors like that at home? Yes, I do. Um, I'm, and I'm looking forward to having more people of color on shelves like that. Mm-hmm. But for now, the three that are for sure taking up my shelves, well, actually four, Holly Black is soon going to have her her entire shelf oh, on yeah, my, yeah. <laughs> my bookshelf. Lainey Taylor, mm-hmm. and then uh, Cindy Pond. So 
you know, I'm excited for when she has more stuff coming out. So she can also take over my shelf and Anna Marie McLemore. Oh yeah. And yeah, Cindy, Cindy is wildly prolific. Um, yeah, for me, it's, it's Erin and then Libba Bray takes up a ton. She has a whole, like, definitely a whole level of the shelf because those great and terrible beauty books are just like great, beautiful, giant books. Like each of them are like these tomes. Um, so, you know, in the spirit of, uh, Aaron's new book being announced and all that space that I, I wanted to bring up Vengeance Mound as like my, uh, first backlist pick, I guess today. Um, in Vengeance Mound, we meet, uh, Kate Thompson, whose father is killed for a, uh, mysterious journal that reveals the secret location of a gold mine. Uh, so Kate does what any of us would do. She, she plots her revenge and goes on a quest for justice. Um, she dresses up like a boy, finds herself trailed by some brothers who won't stop following her, and she has to make some big, uh, life decisions. Uh, it's a bit like True Grit, where, like, we have this teenager who has to answer this big question, um, and that's if revenge and hate is worth the price of a life well lived and possibly uh, a life with love uh, and a family. Um, I think I brought it up on past episodes, but, like, the audiobook of this is, like, the first YA audiobook I've ever done. Because um, with audio, I, I just tend to be drawn more towards, like, nonfiction for whatever reason. Uh, but the audiobook for this is so good because, like, the character, the, the narrator talks like like she's in the movie True Grit. Like, it has this, like, uh, just, like, great twang in her voice. It's just wonderful. Uh, and there's a duology, and I know Erin just released, like, a short story for free, like, on her website. So that's, there's a lot to dig into when it comes to this, uh, this YA Western. Uh, and I feel like it came out at, during a time when there were, there were a couple, like, YA Western books. Um, there's that one book, it's like a trilogy of books, uh, like, A River, Strange and Glorious, or what is it, a strand, something gold, um, uh. Yes. Are you talking about Ray Carson? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yes. And, and now I'm blanking on the title, but her trilogy. Yes. Yeah. Each each book is like a something, 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 and they all have to do with nature. Is it like a river glorious? Or is that the second one? Oh gosh. Uh, I think the second one's the river because there's the blue there. I'm going to remember as soon as we're done here. Yeah. So listeners, you can't see this, but right now we are just like moving our hands around in the air, <laughs> like we are going to conjure the answer. <laughs> <laughs> what it is, um, but uh, yeah. So there's that book, um, and there are a couple other ones floating around. I don't know if there was like a like a little boom. Oh, Lindsay Eli had one. Yeah, yes. Gunslinger yes. Girl. Yes. Yeah, there's like a Western boom. Oh, I'm gonna have to bookmark that for a a future episode. Um, but uh, yeah, what about you? Which one? Of, what's a backlist title you like to recommend? Uh, since I since I recommend or I already mentioned my my good friend and Hermanex Anna Marie McLemore. Mm-hmm. I want to say while I though while I love all of their books, the the one I want to recommend today is When the Moon Was Ours because oh, not yes. only is it incredibly gorgeous, but it it's the reason that they and I became friends. They emailed me back when when this when it was still a manuscript to say it has a South Asian character would you mind reading? I I feel really bad bothering you but would you mind maybe maybe reading and for sensitivity reading for your thoughts. And I was just like, are you kidding? I loved your first book. You want me to read for you? Yay. So I was like, hand it over. And, and it was so beautiful. It's, I don't even know how to explain this book. It's got a trans boy named Samir and a girl named Miel and roses grow out of Miel's wrist and they're witches and, and Samir makes moons and, I don't even know. Anna Marie's magical realism is just so beautiful that mm-hmm. all, I, all I can say like is I read their stuff. You will be swept away. Yeah. No, their books are amazing. And the covers, like, 
Uh, they always get books with covers that make me want to, like, display them in my house. Yes, they are you stunning. Know? Like, I feel like there should be, like, a partnership with their publisher and, like, Ikea so I can get them as decorations, like, in my home or Target. Um, oh, and it's Walk the Earth a Stranger. That's Yes, that's, that's the title. The Ray Carson book. Okay, we, we, got, we got there eventually. This episode of Hey YA Extra Credit is brought to you by Novel and most likely by Sarah Watson. Ava, CJ, Jordan, and Martha, listed in alphabetical order out of fairness, have been best friends since kindergarten. Now that they're in senior year, facing their biggest fears about growing up and growing apart. But there's more than just college on the horizon. One of these girls is destined to become president of the United States. But who is most likely? This is the story of four best friends who have one another's backs through every new love, breakup, stumble, and success, proving that great friendships can help young women achieve anything, even a seat in the Oval Office. Okay, so for my next backlist pick, um, so lately my wife has been watching a lot of her reality TV, uh, and I've been jumping into a few episodes because it's the winter, and it's cold out, and I love all the drama, like I can't turn away. Uh, And as a result, this particular backlist title has been on my mind a lot, um, because that's what's at the core of this novel. Um, And can I just say I desperately want more YA novels that talk about reality TV? Um... It's just so fascinating, um, especially having watched the show Unreal. Um, I want more of them. So uh, this book is uh, The Vigilante Poets of Selwyn Academy uh, by Kate Hadamer. Um, That's a great title. Such a great title. Um, her, she also happens to get, like, amazing titles for all of her books. Um, I know her next book is called uh, The Feminist Agenda of Jemica Kincaid. Uh, all of her titles have, like, those, like, long sentence titles. And I, I, I know. I love those. Um, so, uh, so this book it, it reads like the TV show Unreal uh, in the best way possible. Uh, I don't know. Did you watch Unreal? Did you I catch haven't, it? but I will definitely check it out. Oh goodness! So, listeners, if you haven't heard, watched Unreal, uh, it was a series. It's over now. It finished up. It's. I think you watch the whole thing on Hulu now. Uh, but it's a bachelor esque reality show uh, where the women are vying for the man, and then it goes vice versa in the next season. But it's about the producers and the assistants behind the scenes who are, like, slowly nudging them to all be horrible. Uh, And, like, all the toxic stuff that's going on behind the scenes that you don't see. Um, And it's remarkable. Because they're all monsters. (laughs) Uh, So, so yeah, this book feels a little bit like that, but uh, at a high school. Um, And uh, in the novel... Uh, we meet a bunch of teenagers who are going to an arts academy that's been taken over by a reality show. Uh, so in order to protest them being there, uh, they write this really long poem uh, that ends up trying to help them create a rebellion to, to get these people out. Um, it's super funny and witty, and I think it was like one of the most underrated books to hit in 2014. Um, not enough people talk about it. Um, but she keeps churning out books, and I'm really excited for uh, that book coming out this year with the, the Feminist Agenda title. She's so good at long titles. I swear, so good. It's a talent. Yeah. And what about you? What's your next uh, pick? Well, my other one, hilariously enough, ties back into my other inspiration for, mm-hmm. for Star Daughter. So I remember I, I used to work in publishing as an editorial assistant, yeah. lo, lo these many, many years ago when I was in my <laughs> early 20s. And, I, um, and they had these things called brown bag lunches where 
the where younger people from in in whatever publishing house could go meet up and you would bring your own lunch and they would have lectures and then to me the most interesting part was that there would be a table where everybody brought a book from their imprint and then you could go through and pick you know it was a leave oh, one take so one and so I went to one of these brown bag lunches <laughs> and I saw this book Eric which I'm going to attempt to describe now <laughs> it's born confused by Thanuja Desai Hidier. And uh, it has a brown girl on the cover with a bindi, but her bindi is also a question mark. Mm-hmm. And the con- the title, Born Confused, <laughs> is from a shorter thing that used to be a, a thing people said in the 90s. So it would be American Born Confused Desi, meaning oh. that you were diaspora caught between cultures. Uh-huh. And so the... So this is about a girl named Dimple Lala, mm-hmm. who is Gujarati and grows up in, I believe she's in Edison, New Jersey, yeah. or, or at least right mm-hmm. there, where there, if you don't know, there's little India, there are a bunch of, of Indian people there, stores, shopping, movies, jewelers, all of it, it's there. And she's torn between, you know, she doesn't really, she's not really interested in her heritage at first, and her parents are trying to push her together with this very dreamy, also Gujarati boy. Mm-hmm. And I won't spoil what happens, but when I, I'm just going to tell you, when I saw that book sitting on the table, I was just like, nobody better get that before I get there. Because like I said, I had not seen books like about me. And I was just like, I, that is mine. And this is that original copy that I got back, oh, no way, really? back in oh, yeah, wow. 2002 that I've had it since then. And so my, the comp titles actually for Star Daughter were <laughs> Born Confused Meets Stardust. That's awesome. And I remember that, that- her book was a landmark book, right? It was, yes, a, it was like the yes. first one. Yeah, the yeah. first, as far as we know, the first South Asian way in in North America. Yeah, and then there was that sequel that came out, the Bombay Blues. Yes, yes, um, yes, yes. I'm always so fascinated when like an author has a sequel come out like like almost like a decade later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So interesting. Like, how do you change as an author, and yeah, how does the story yeah. change? Because of course, you're going to change in the meantime, right? Mm-hmm. So, and she really changed. I mean, she she does. Uh, she's a musician. She has like she's had like albums come out. Every, every listener should go look her up because she's had a fascinating arts career. Yes, and, she, and she's just an amazing person. Yeah. So Cool. All right. I think those are all of our recommendations there, right? Okay. So um, I want to thank today's sponsors for making today's show possible. Uh, you can follow me uh, on social media if you want, uh, at Eric Smith Rocks on Twitter, uh, as well as Instagram, though it's mostly corgi and baby photos. Uh, and where can we all find you? Well, you can also find me on Instagram at Shweta Tukarar. Or on Twitter, also at Shweta Tukarar. And thanks for listening. Yes. And uh, we'll see you again next week uh, for the main podcast. Until then, uh, happy reading. Happy reading.